0: So for years, one of the bones of contention within my family from growing up was this idea of needing to have these Hollywood moments in life. And it was littered across the family landscape and still continued, I would say, until a couple of years ago when maybe reality started to set in for a little bit, that you don't really get the Hollywood moments. And frankly, no family in the world really fits that description in any way, shape, or form. Now, you may have elements of that, but every family's got its flaws and issues. And mine, obviously, is noteworthy and at the front of the mind because, well, that's what I can relate to in the fast lane and uh, percolating. But, you know, it's amazing. You bring things up about family dynamics, family drama, you know, maternalistic, paternalistic situations that arise. And I think part of growing up, at least for me has always been realizing that your parents are not perfect. Now, it doesn't mean they don't try their best, don't love you and care about you, but the way they go about doing that, how they go about it and just the process of it, it does have its fair share of flaws. And so the hallmark moment, the Hollywood endings, if you will, the things that you generally come to notice, see and expect from presentation versus reality as we work on some technical things, that's what that bouncing around on the microphone is. As as you look at all of that and just put it into context, sports isn't all that different in this sense. How the best are made is often something people don't necessarily want to think about. You don't want to think about Michael Jordan holding the grudge against his middle school coach or his junior varsity coach for cutting him, even if then in reality, that's part of the narrative that it may have sparked a level of joy for someone like Michael Jordan and the passion to prove that person wrong. Tennis, top of mind for me, but Novak Djokovic, to me the greatest of all time, came up from a war-torn country. Nadal and Federer both had their own concerns. Federer's coach passing away. Nadal, obviously an overbearing uh, uncle in his life. Most great performers have some of that that pushes them. LeBron James, to me, second best basketball player of all time, to Michael Jordan. But he is the guy who came up from a rough upbringing in the projects of Akron. It's been well chronicled and documented, but you're naive if you don't buy into the notion that that's the case. And it hasn't fueled them. And then, you know, even Tom Brady. We all know it. Sixth round draft pick. A guy that helped elevate Bill Belichick who had never won a playoff game or had never won a Super Bowl, certainly, before Brady came in Brady did that, six in New England, and then to top it off and show he could do it without Belichick, he did it in Tampa Bay as well, implementing the same ironic cultures and values from New England. And yes, truthfully, the success of Brady and Belichick is that the two were woven together. A lot of people thought it was the Parcells tree, when in reality, maybe it was the Parcells tree, but Belichick perfected the Parcells methods. He wanted to prove he was better than that. People don't want to see that, that kind of uglier side to sports, but part of what fuels the best. Brady and Belichick in the NFL, LeBron and Michael in basketball. We mentioned the tennis performers as well. Dale Earnhardt, the stories of him and his parents working in the mill. And he came from a poor upbringing and didn't want to go back to that and had to fight, fight, fight until he finally caught his brakes in the uh, late late 60s, early 70s, before obviously latching on with Richard Childress Racing and changing the trajectory of history in that sport. There's so many examples of it. So when you get to the end of these careers... On any level, the best or even just really high performers and achievers, rarely is it the pretty ending that you would want. I mean, in a perfect world for me, Michael Jordan hits the game-winning shot against the Utah Jazz, rides off into the sunset, and that's it. But there was that part of him that had to prove he still had more, and that's why he played for the Wizards and was good, but he was not all-time elite status when he came back. You can make the argument as well. Brady's best year, obviously that championship year in Tampa Bay, he was good after that. But the team around him wasn't great. The complacency and the ability to fight off the complacency monster that comes when you win. It is so hard. And it's harder for a player than a coach who can distance himself from the locker room in the name of business. It's the reality, though. The end of Brady's career was not horrible, but it wasn't great the way many expected it to be. There's so many examples of it. So it's why it wasn't a shock yesterday when Martin Truex Jr. wins the NASCAR race at New Hampshire and gave a little bit of a glimpse into what you realistically get in sports, which is I, I love watching athletes perform at their peak. I don't like races like yesterday when a guy leads like 73% of the laps, and the only time he's not leading is cycling through pit stops or, or you know, alternating strategy, but everyone knows this person's the best car out there. So To me, that's not great. Dominance and greatness are good if there's a legitimate challenger, and in some cases, they do get knocked off their perch. When it's just... Dominance, 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 everyone else plays second. You kind of worry about it at that point. I mean, I'll use again selfishly, I love watching Carlos Alcaraz in tennis, but I worry when Djokovic's gone, is it Alcaraz and everybody else? And there's no legitimate challenger for a while. And so it kind of becomes boring, unless you're finding ways to creatively bet him to maybe win like the calendar slam that year. Just a little nudge, nudge of what might be in the forecast in the future. So the reality is, is it's not always the best, but it doesn't mean you can't appreciate what happens. Martin Trukes Jr. Gave a glimpse into that yesterday, after the win in New Hampshire. And people were touching on this because the reality is he has not made up his mind on whether he will wrap up his Cup Series career at the end of this year, give it a go for another year, or what the case may be. And Martin Trokes Jr., one of the reasons why is, there's a lot of sacrifices that people don't see, but realistically go into performing well, in his case in motorsports, but I think you could easily take this, to other professions and other walks of life and sports and even beyond
1: you know this sport isn't all isn't exactly what it's it appears to be sometimes it takes a big commitment um my team is amazing they deserve the very best driver.
0: let's play that again we cut that off in the middle of it
1: you know this sport isn't all isn't exactly what it's it appears to be sometimes it takes a big commitment um my team is amazing they deserve the very best driver the guy that wants it more than anyone else And I've been that guy. And I want to make sure that if I come back, I'm willing to do that.
0: Martin Truex Jr. hasn't quite decided. You ever heard the phrase? It's not the will to win, it's the will to prepare to win. Realistically, that's what gets most great competitors. Whether it's the fact that they realize they don't have the will to prepare to win and they hang it up, or they don't necessarily want to admit it, but it bears itself out over the course of how you play. All jokes about LeBron James aside, and look, I'm the first one to bring a lot of them up, but you know his comments at the ESPYS. No shock that his production company has a tie in with ESPN and Disney, and you know maybe he wanted to uh, do them a solid by announcing at that event that he was going to return this upcoming year for the ESPY or this upcoming year for the Lakers at the ESPYS a week ago. You know, yes, jokes about LeBron, the calculated, you know, image-conscious business person aside. Uh, and, and I think those are very real comments and, and very real observations about him. He's right in this point. It's it's a shame to cheat the game. And inevitably, it bears itself out in what the results are. Because if you try to cheat it and all the work that goes into it, the sacrifices and everything else, it'll become a concern for you. And so Martin Shrokes Jr. was willing to elaborate on that part as well.
1: It takes a lot. It's not just show up at the track, drive the car, go home. Um, takes a lot. Takes a lot of commitment. It's a lot of travel. Um You know, a lot of time missing things with family and friends and and all those things that I've done for, you know, 25 years. Do I want to keep doing it? Um, And am I willing to, you know, sacrifice all those things again for my team?
0: You know, I think it's a very reasonable question because it goes to a bigger picture point in sports. Inevitably, it gets to you you know we've heard from Michael Lombardi before a friend of ours from the GM Shuffle podcast he's tied into the New England Patriots and obviously Brady and Belichick and that organization and he said repeatedly it's not father time that called up to Tom Brady it was family the fact that he kept sacrificing it and yes you know there are rumors out there about his personal life and uh, you know I've I've heard a number of things about that and nobody seems to have refuted those Um, the nanny if you will uh, that may or may not have gotten in the way of Giselle so to speak but the truth of the matter kim kardashian is, <laughs> currently oh is that the rumor out there allegedly yeah. oh my gosh really we're stooping to that level i mean the kardashians they were seen
2: together at uh michael rubin's white party so
0: i mean you know t- ty is ty is verifying that as well so apparently there's truth to it um inevitably ed, it, not hip we know you're not hip ed not ed. not when it comes to that man tmz lane is not here uh that's not me at least but, you know, it gets to you. For Brady, it was the family and the sacrifice of everything else. And you put your career first. And you know, there was a lot. Of, if you looked at the Tom vs. Time documentary, the the one he did for Facebook uh, a couple of years ago, you know, Giselle didn't seem to like the fact that there was so much time given to his pursuit of excellence in sports and in football even when he had won as often as he had and maybe he fulfilled that a little bit more by winning on his own a championship in Tampa Bay and saying hey I can do this without Bill Belichick but inevitably you're missing moments with your kids time with your family and the sacrifices of that I try to be it as much as I can for my kids but there is a sacrifice that comes in this particular job you know, people don't often see it. Sales goes into it for me, production for Trey. We get to have a lot of fun here in the fast lane, or at least I'd like to think so. I don't know about you, Trey.
2: Well, I don't have family, so that's... I have a family, but I don't have family. Like, I don't have kids like you, so I can... Uh, our timelines are a little different, but
0: No doubt, but, but the, the point I'm making is we all have to make sacrifices in this profession, and you combine... Yeah,
2: I'm on the call. I'm on call, like, all
0: the time. You're on call all the time. I've got the sales thing that, that goes on, and there's stresses and challenges that come from it. I'm blessed by the clients we have, you know, most uh, even people who don't sign up. Sometimes it's great to interact with them, and you learn from them, and you can start to cultivate great relationships with those people as well. By the way, Fastlane, Lane, if you would like to be a part of the Fastlane, uh, we'd be glad to find ways to uh, connect you with our Virginia Talk Radio Network platforms. But people don't often see that, you know, much like Martin Truex Jr. is alluding to. People think you just show up at the track, race, and everything's laid out on a, you know, a silver platter, and it's going to work out fine. Much like people think, oh, I could do everything. I could go in and host a sports radio show. Yeah, maybe for a day. But try doing it for days, weeks, months when you need to cultivate new topics. Try doing it when, let's be honest, the reality in this profession is it's an and job. You can talk sports and do what? Because if you can't be be able to fill the and do what part, you're not going to last very long in this profession. I can't tell you how many people, my kid knows so much about sports. He or she is a walking, walking sports encyclopedia, and they would love to do what you do. I'm sure they would. I'd love to have them if they're that passionate about it. But are they passionate about all the other things that go into the job? Are they willing? To take on other responsibilities. Because all of us here at the Virginia Talk Radio Network have that. And and that ties back into Martin Truex Jr. People think it's show up at the race and race cars. And yes, that's a part of what he does. And he's judged on how he performs there. But in that sport, are you willing to do the sponsor commitments? The different testing sessions? The the behind-the-scenes meetings that nobody sees that are a reality of the job? Much like other great performers, are you willing to be at the gym at four in the morning like Kobe Bryant so often was? Or Michael Jordan? Yes, sometimes he went out and partied and the flu game may, or may not have been part of a night out, but you know, when he was feeling under the weather or things didn't work out, are you willing to find a way anyway? Are you looking for every little edge over a long period of time? It is so hard to sustain that. And Martin Truex Jr. mentioned that sacrifices are part of it and you have to take time to figure that out.
1: Uh, so that's just what I'm thinking about. I don't know that running good and winning makes a difference um be pretty awesome to win the championship and walk off into the sunset but um you know I don't I don't I just don't really know I don't really know I'm bad at making big decisions
0: it'd be awesome to win a championship and ride off into the sunset and Martin Truex Jr. acknowledging what I think a lot of athletes maybe want to be able to have happen but struggle with and that is the Hollywood ending is Very unlikely.
1: I wish I had more time to figure out what I want to do next year, but I don't. So I'll I'll know soon and you'll know soon.
0: You know, you wish you had that. You wish you could do that. But whether it's sponsorship based in NASCAR and let's not kid ourselves, Martin Truex Jr., he's got to be able to let all of his sponsors and Joe Gibbs Racing sponsors know what the decision is so they can either sponsor Truex next year or prepare for a different structure for whoever might replace Truex in the car. Cough, cough,
2: John Hunter Nemechek.
0: Yes, very cough, cough because he's been one of the dominant drivers in the Xfinity Series. He's raced in the Cup before, albeit not in this good of an equipment uh, that he's got with the Xfinity ride and could have in the Cup with Joe Gibbs Racing. And look, I'm a Sammy Smith guy. He came from Barry Nelson's. Nelson's nelson motorsports program uh and raced for barry for a while and so th- i'm tight with that group down there yes and think very fondly of him but sammy smith does not have the same results this year and the same proven track record that a john hunter Nemechek does and that's where it goes into the bigger picture in sports athletes want the walk-off ending but oftentimes they struggle with it because you think you've got one more in you you think you're gonna have another and whether it's father time getting most athletes which is generally the cause Maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's just the difficulty of performing and going through everything else, treatment, preparation to get your body ready and your mind ready. Maybe it's in coaching and all the grind that it takes and every little sacrifice and constantly looking for an edge and it constantly in reinventing yourself to connect with your team. And that's coaches, players, personnel, folks, everyone else involved. It's so hard to do that. And that's what makes performers. And no matter whether you've won a couple championships or you've won dozens of championships it makes it so impressive to see what these athletes and entertainers go through and we pick on them a lot and sometimes it's justifiable but man it's hard to find out and for martin truex jr it's just the latest example that as a fan you may wish to say wow it'd be really cool if he rides off into the sunset but truthfully It may be more coincidental than anything else. Maybe he wants to retire, and the chips fall in the right spot, and he gets to Homestead or gets to Phoenix. And obviously, his organization knows how to run well on those type of tracks. And maybe he ends up winning the championship, and it all comes together. But in reality, it doesn't often end the way that you would want. But it doesn't make him wrong, or frankly, Trey any different from most other high performers, where the ending is never as glamorous as you would like, even for the ones like Peyton Manning who walked off into the sunset. But he did so when you were clearly could tell there was just nothing left in the tank. It was everything else around him elevating him to that championship.
2: Yeah, a good example of like walking off into the sunset, like at the—I don't want to say the peak of your powers, but winning a title. Like Ray Lewis is a good example. Yeah. Where Ray, Ray was still, um, still really good, and he obviously retired uh, when he did. Um, you know, this is unique with Trex. He is. He is. Awesome. Well, he, Ty's
0: he, got one to add. Well. Speak up.
2: I
1: mean, I would say the Ray Lewis is a great example because he came from a like pec torn injury. Peck like, injury, yes. He was supposed to the, the whole season, but he came back in time for the playoffs that he was supposed to to play, but he
0: ended up so, through this so one Super
2: Bowl. He allegedly may have had some help. All right, but I, uh, my point being with MTJ is he is now the official betting favorite to win the title. Five at, to one odds. Uh, thank you, Ed, because I was going to say that. We read each other's mind there. Um, but so I, I think it could be a real story. I've been really on the fence on if he's coming back or not. Um, It would be kind of ironic if he does retire and win the championship because this is kind of what Kevin Harvick wanted to do and Truex does it. Um, But, yeah, typically with athletes, there are very few exceptions like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. Ironically, both Lions obviously didn't win, but both left probably at their peaks. Athletically. Athletically. But typically, Tim Duncan Duncan was not in his peak athletically.
0: Yeah, Ty said Tim Duncan for the Spurs, but I will go with you on that, Trey. And the reason I'll interject is it was Kawhi Leonard's team by that point that had carried the Spurs to that championship. Duncan was a factor and played a role, but it clearly was not his team. Yeah, I'm just saying
2: my point being um, is typically – athletes go more likely to go a year too long than a year too short.
0: 100%, 100%.
2: And so like again, if we want to talk about basketball, like this brings to like the whole discussion about LeBron and like his retirement, like if 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 LeBron which I don't think he was going to retire like you you wouldn't say lebron is you know athletically lost a little bit but he's still a top 15 player in the league like it made no like he can play next year and you expect him to be a top 15 or top 20 player in the league if he stays healthy my point being overall as we connect it back to MTJ like with drivers It's kind of unique. Like, some drivers, you kind of see the decline, but I think of, you know, recently, a lot of drivers kind of had it taken away. Like, think of Matt Kenseth. He really was forced to retire because there was no ride for him, and that last run with Ganassi was not great. Um,
0: That was the fill-in run with with Kyle Larson.
2: Kyle Larson, but like, if we want to go back to his true last run with Gibbs, like, he won at Phoenix as the you know the second to last race of the season like he still was contributing it's just they wanted to put eric jones in that 20 car um i'm trying to think back to two other drivers like it it's kind of difficult to see like jeff gordon still almost won the championship in his last season so we've seen this this scenario happen before his like his
0: teammate and car owner jimmy johnson was not the same driver at the end yeah that that's a he good example was during his heyday
2: yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy might be a really good example where he's definitely declined. Like, you can go back to uh, his last—I believe it was his last year at Darlington. He's leading the race and then makes a mistake you never see Jimmy Johnson make where he makes contact with the lap car and hits the wall and ends his race, and he had the fastest car there. So I personally—and and you look, what did Jimmy—and you knew he had a good team because— what did Cliff Daniels and that team do the next year? Granted, the guy they put in the seat is the most, maybe the most talented driver on the planet, but Kyle Larson goes and wins the championship the next year. So he had a really good team around him. So typically with athletes, you see see them go a year too long and then a year too short. Drivers, it's it's sort of hard to see because it's such a unique sport. Um, credit to Kevin Harvick and credit to MTJ for. And it, it feels weird with MTJ because he kind of did have a late surgence to his career. Like it, it's really been the back half of his career was way better than the first half of his career, which you kind of rarely see in sports where he he did have a resurgence towards the back half of his career, which is credit to him, which also is credit to like how hard it was for him to get to a top tier equipment, which was, you know, Furniture Row, which was a subset sub and and Joe Gibbs, which is kind of the same team essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean you're right about that, but that's the big point when it comes to sports. It's just the reality is very rarely do Do you get the Hollywood ending that you would love to see you often see things that may resemble it but for the most part it's guys pushing themselves a little bit longer than they should and either it's injuries flat out forcing them to retire injuries resulting in a point where it's obvious they're not what they used to be and therefore they either can't get paid what they think they are worth based on past achievements not what you can do now and in the future which is how contracts are often structured in sports or maybe it's the fact that you know it's outside factors and just the preparation that it takes to be at the peak of your game regularly in any profession is a real challenge to maintain for coaches obviously it's the mental edge for athletes it's a different kind of mental edge the preparation physically to get your body right to get your mind right to know what you're going into you put all that together and it's real challenging i'll use this as another example while we're on this subject uh, we'll do the fast five at five which by the way after ben cates at five thirty today but for, for mine tennis Novak Djokovic Algaraz beat him and I thought there were things Djokovic could have done to win that match but it wouldn't shock me in the next while if Algaraz, at some point I don't think it'll happen immediately but blows by him and then you start to realize it's just not there it was the same way with Federer it was the same way with Nadal they're still arguably the three best but you know it's the same thing in other sports too Trey where for the most part father time is undefeated because you are pushing your body to the limits and inevitably you can only do that so long before wear and tear catches up to you.
2: Yeah, outside the two best athletes of this last generation, which you could argue probably what Tom Brady and LeBron who yeah, are definitely. who are who are giving father time or well Tom gave father time at, at big as a battle and LeBron's doing the same thing. It is truly undefeated. I, th- I you brought up a really good example. Some people retire because they just don't want to do the work it takes to get them to the level they want to get at. That's literally the reason JJ Watt retired. Like JJ Watt could have played this year and probably been a 10 sack guy in the NFL. Like he's still that good. Injuries as well. Yeah, injuries for JJ over the last couple years. But he he retired because he he just he knew he physically didn't want to do what it took to get to that level. Tom touched about touched on that um a little bit as well because Tom, you know Tom was so dedicated where you know as soon as the season ended he was getting ready for the next season so uh, it it takes a lot to get into this and especially you know we go go to martin if it, martin wants to you know i think there were a lot of things in his personal life last year that led him to not having a season he wanted and let's say he has these 3 wins and he gets the championship four i bet you he feels a lot more compl- uh completed or whole about his decision because i i I truly thought last year he was going to retire but he felt maybe because of how his season unfolded that he wanted one more shot at it and he got the one more shot and he's he's doing he's doing really really well arguably he's been the best all year
0: well and it is that question he could answer this and and the folks around him could answer it better than i could but whether it's one last grasp and this is your best chance to kind of go out on a high note and after this it's going to be hard to replicate that again in the future because it's really hard to win a championship. I mean, here's breaking news, only one driver wins it at the end of each year, much like only one team or performer ends up hoisting the trophy at the end of whatever your tournament or event is, NFL playoffs, the Masters, whatever opportunity you have. And it is a little different like golf tennis because you could win one of the four grand slams in those sports and may not be the best, but if you get one a year, you at least can be at the top in something whereas football basketball baseball NASCAR your traditional sports it is literally one champion at the end of the year and it's really hard to get to that point even if you have above average years like plenty of drivers have had when we come back in the fast lane the analysis is always above average it's premier when it comes to local sports which is what We'll get from Ben Cates of newsadvance.com. And then maybe after that, maybe after our 545 chat with Charity Waldron of Virginia Amateur Sports, looking ahead to the Commonwealth Games opening ceremonies and main games weekend. That is going to come up at some point. So stay tuned to find out when here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.